welcome to the Adelan Rising Podcast. We're your hosts, Saren Lynn and Adam. In today's episode, we will discuss Beta Ray Bill number three, and we only find them when they're dead number six. It's, it's always a mouthful to say that yeah. title. <laughs> it really is. I actually had to think about it for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. And making it an acronym is worse. Yes. <laughs> it's easier to type, though. So. It, it is literally easier to type it out than go, wait a minute, hang on. Oh, T. <laughs> yeah, right? But it's it's funny because whenever we whenever we talk about it, whenever we uh, an and an, you know make it and an, whatever it's called the letters abbreviate <laughs> where we abbreviate it. That's a <laughs> we always know exactly what we're talking about. But I don't think I could still type the abbreviate say the abbreviation without. It's faster to just say we only find them when they're dead <laughs> <laughs> instead of waft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um. Modoc. <laughs> that was a nice segue there. That was a nice segue. Um, I thought so. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, we've we've all been. Well, I don't know about you, Sarah, but me and Lynn have definitely been watching it. I have not been watching it because I am not subscribed to Hulu like the heathen I am. So I need to fix that and remedy it. Oh, uh, it's it's worth it. It's so worth it. I was I was just shrieking during some of the episodes, and they're all real characters. I had to look some of them up. I'm like, that can't possibly be an actual Marvel character. And yes, it is. So they really did some <laughs> deep dives? Such deep dives. And my personal favorite deep dive is in it, Pound Cakes. Wait, what? Say that name again? Pound Cakes. Pound Cakes. <laughs> Does he look like the food? No, it's it, it's a, uh, I believe she's a former wrestler. Oh, she. She, okay. she was a villain. She sh- I forget, she showed up in something we reviewed before. No. Yeah. <laughs> is she is she like one of the um other like isn't there like the grapplers or something that were all female wrestlers? Yeah, let's see. Uh, pound cakes. She got her powers from the power broker. Okay. Okay. She had a fr- I forget what her friend was, but pound I mean pound cakes. How could you forget that name? That it's it's the best name. She's she is one of the four grapplers. Okay, she's one uh, of okay. That's okay. Do you know, okay, what really annoys me about Modoc, and it's not it's not about the show itself, is about the fact that it's on Disney Plus in the UK, which is is fantastic, but it releases weekly. So 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 we're up to issue uh, episode three now, which I'm I'm yet to watch. Whereas you guys have had it all oh, yeah. loving, lovingly given to you all in one go. Oh yeah, we binged it. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I have to admit, um, I think I watched it at like midnight on Sunday about two or two, well, three weeks ago now. And uh, I was crying with laughter, like within the first 10 minutes. It's <laughs> it's just so good. And like the super adaptoid being a thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad that the t- that the movies haven't touched on the super adaptoid now because Modoc's just done it so perfectly. <laughs> but oh. that's brilliant. Like Pat yeah. Oswald is just... A gift? Such a good, yeah. He's 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 a gift to humanity. <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I'm so mad that I made the Moda cookies last year with the ginger henchman because I neglected to make an accountant supreme. Well, that can always <laughs> and, be remedied, and you can make an accountant supreme now. Yeah, with his little his little tie and his visor. <laughs> oh my god! Or, or, although talking about cookies. You you did you did make your uh, your your bad batch cookies. I did make my bad batch, and they turned out amazing. 
they they really did. They, did. Um, they look they look were they did you eat them? Were they as delicious as they look? Oh, always. Always as delicious as they I look. Know, I know they are. I, can, I, I know I don't have to ask. This is why Lynn takes a photo because, you know, within sort of 24 hours, they're gone. <laughs> That's okay. I put they... in I put in my order for out of season gingerbread. So. <laughs> oh, I need to oh. I, need, I need to make a special trip. Like, you know, when when things open up again, I'll make a special trip just to pick up some cookies. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, I need to make more now too, because Captain Rex is going to show up on the show apparently. So I I neglected to make Rex's helmet. So how have you found that show? Because I mean, I, I'm I, I've said it before, I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars. But um, you like the Mandalorian, right? I did, I although like, I haven't finished it yet. But I, I did. Finished it either. I, I I think I was like on I was I was halfway through the second season, and I need to finish. I think I got four episodes left. Yeah, th- this one is like The Mandalorian, but what if five dads <laughs> crossed with the A team? Is it is it on wow. is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. And what's it called? The Bad Batch. Oh, that's what it's called too. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yes, how, the, I mean it was begging come, for cookies. How come how come no one is talking about it? That that is the odd thing. Yeah. Because because uh, like you, it, you have it, to be it, like into Star Wars Twitter to see those comments. And and unfortunately, as yeah, we all know, Star Wars Twitter isn't yeah. the greatest is, place to it be. It is not sometimes. a good place to be. It's not. And hardly anybody participates because Star Wars fans are absolutely the worst <laughs> at behaving online. They put any Marvel or DC fans to shame. Yeah. I I I will have to watch this show because I feel like I would like it. Even though you I'm would? not a huge Star Wars fan myself, but I, I can prep you for what you need to know to understand what's going on. Okay. And it's is I think if I'm right in saying it's sort of Clone War saga. Continued. Era. Yeah. It's yeah. this is yeah. right starts at Order sixty six. Oh. So is okay. it before Mandalorian, during or at Before. It's before. twenty oh, yeah. years twenty years before Mandalorian, I believe. Okay. Got it. So the silly thing is, is I know an awful lot about star wars timelines and stuff for a friend of mine i just don't for some reason it's just just not something i get along with but yeah i I really need to watch a bit more because i think the clone wars um series was very good and i've been told i'd like that oh yeah Um, Yeah, and 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 i sent a friend of mine who is a big star wars uh geek guy um (laughs) and he cosplays as han solo and he does all that kind of stuff he's he's like big into it and uh he said he said it took him 24 hours but he did say that you made the good batch of cookies. Excellent. <laughs> and I was like, it only took him 24 hours. <laughs> the good, bad batch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of other shows, Loki, is this Wednesday? Is it is this Wednesday? This Wednesday. This Wednesday already. Jeez. This this year is just disappearing. It is. And I'm I'm glad for that, but, you know... <laughs> It's it's unbelievable. It's been six months since One Division started. That's getting there. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we all looking forward to it. Yes. Oh I my mean, god. How can you not? It's Loki and Tom Hiddleston's Loki is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually saw a um I saw a funny like funny meme going around Twitter, which was basically like Loki being like you know I'm so thankful for being a part of the Marvel universe. Uh, and he goes um he remembers sitting down and watching Iron Man. And being like, oh, I could never be a part of that, surely. And then, and then he goes, but now I've thrown Iron Man out of a window. <laughs> 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 it's 
it's brilliant. I, and and uh, like Tom Hiddleston again, he's he's one of those so well casted roles. Um, I, I'm so glad for him to be in uh, in the Marvel universe, and and so glad we're getting more of him. Yeah, and Owen Wilson. Yes, Owen. God, is a treasure. <laughs> the two of them together is going to be absolutely amazing. Yes, yeah, I yeah. absolutely am very much looking forward to it. I admit I, I wasn't on the Loki hype train, but then um, I made the effort to rewatch all the Thor movies. And I finally saw Thor The Dark World, which I had never seen before. And um, I will say that that is the movie that made me appreciate Loki out of all the movies. <laughs> See, yeah, the, the, the Dark World is a bit hit and miss for me because when I watched it, when I, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is such a great movie. I loved it. But then again, I'm a bit like Gail Simone in that I love everything Marvel puts out. So, <laughs> right. Um, I liked it. I can see why it was the weakest Thor movie, but it was an excellent Loki movie, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it because it had uh, Christopher Eccleston in, because you know, big fan yep. of Doctor Who, uh, which I've mentioned quite often. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the Dark World is definitely the weakest of the th- current three. Um, but yeah, it did it did really well in kind of like, in my opinion, kind of expanding the universe of, of Thor and stuff. Yes. Um, and uh, Love and Thunder apparently is 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 wrapped filming as well. Yeah, that picture of uh, Chris Hemsworth all jacked. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that as well. I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation around it. A lot of you know what what on earth's going to happen, but yeah, really looking forward to that. It'll be good. It'll be fun. I think. <laughs> and I I do think uh, I do hope that it follows the same theme as ragnarok in terms of like characterization and stuff because well i think it will because taika waititi is, is directing it again so i think it'll definitely follow that same sort of track i would think but uh other than that is there any more news anything else we want to talk about prior to comics it's not related to any comics we're talking about but we've got a spider woman casting for into the spider verse too ah! <laughs> okay that's all i'm gonna say on it. <laughs> But it's basically just had to get it in there. I did have to get it in there, but Christopher Miller basically confirmed it. So you know, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, again, another movie I'm looking forward to is in, Into the Spider Verse because because oh. the first one was just so it well was done, really good. Oh, you, you you saw it then? I did see it. Okay. Did I not tell you I finally saw it? You didn't tell us you finally saw it. <laughs> oh gosh, I saw it like only last... the greatest superhero movie of all time. Yeah. I saw it like a couple of years or. No, I saw it like last years ago. Year. No, last year sometime I finally saw it after lockdown wow. started or right before. I have seen it though. Yes, I think I think that was the first Spider-Man movie like that really got me hyped for Spider-Man. Yes, I will agree. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, the only thing I, w- I I have my fault about it a little bit because Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman instead of the original Spider-Woman. But it makes more sense to have her instead of Jessica Drew in that particular movie. I know, (laughs) but I'm still salty about it. It's it. Jessica Drew is not an alternate universe Spider-Man. This was alternate universe Spider-Man. I know. Yeah. Yeah, It's the the principle of the fact (laughs) that... When... We're not going to agree on this, are we? No, we're not. Anyway, I'm going to... She could be wrong, that's okay. No, I'm not. I'll, I'll no. just sit here and hang out with my Peter B. Parker action figure. No, Peter B. Parker was fun. I like that. 
I like that a lot. That's my mentoring style at work. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just salty a little bit towards Gwen anyway. I like her, but I'm also sorry. But that's me. That's it. That's that's go. your. Let's, yeah, let's let's dive into comics. Um, <laughs> sorry. You can cut off I I yeah I'll let Lynn uh, lead off with this one. <laughs> All right, Beta Ray Bill number three. The writer and artist is Daniel Warren Johnson. Color artist Mike Spicer. Lettering by Joe Sabino with Johnson. Cover by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. Variant cover by Mike Del Mundo. There was a variant cover by Mike Del Mundo, and yeah. I didn't get it. I missed that as well. I need to go and have a look for that now. Yeah, same. Because it's Mike Del Mundo and I love his work. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the logo is by Stacy Zucker. Assistant editor is Kat Gregorowitz. And the editor is Will Moss. When last we left our heroes, they had just entered Muspelheim, resulting in the transformation of Scuttlebutt into a humanoid robot. In this issue, Bill and company fight their way through Muspelheim on their way to claim Twilight, the Sword of Surtur. Along the way, Bill has to come to terms with Scuttlebutt's new form. Oh, and she's a Transformer now. <laughs> Which one does she look like? Because she does look familiar, like one of them. <laughs> I'm just trying to pin the Transformer she looks like. There's like a gray and pink one. I can't remember her name. She kind of reminds me of that. All right. she, she was a motorcycle, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do I need to? Do I need to go and read some Transformers? Yeah, now, now? you're gonna need to research Transformers. And... Yeah, hold on. There's too much research for this show. It's because Lynn and I are old. That's right. <laughs> hey, come on, you're not oh, old. Stop elder that geeks. Stop that elder geeks. <laughs> oh, but you know, Bill and Scuttlebutt have always been BFFs, and it's kind of bordered on a romantic relationship because she was always kind of coded as female. Scuttlebutt knows Bill better than anybody. And, you know, this isn't the first time she's been put into human form. So I don't know why he's having a problem with this. Because in Journey into Mystery, she was put into the body of Tia Shara. And Bill was really okay with that. <laughs> okay, kind of made everybody uncomfortable, including Scuttlebutt. But, but she's, yeah. she's in a robot now, not yeah. a physical... That hasn't stopped. Yeah. That hasn't stopped most robots in Marvel comics. To that be is fair. true. That is true. <laughs> true vision. That that is true. So I I, I kind of see it. after the incident with Sif, I kind of see where this is going because we all know Scuttlebutt doesn't care about Bill's looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of like I, I think it's nice, but you know, I really do like the scenes with the Scuttlebutt and that kind of stuff. But it it, it is a bit weird. Yeah, Robots deserve is. love too, Adam. Do you think it's <laughs> well, they, weird they, that Wanda yeah. with Vision? Yeah, they do, but it becomes it becomes <laughs> like a big, like a philosophical question ultimately. But I, what I really like is just like from this particular book is that you know Scourge, Pip, Scuttlebutt, uh, Scuttlebutt, they don't care how Bill looks, and they're all yeah. good friends regardless right. of any romantic undertones and all that kind of stuff. But and they I, love I'm Bill not for sure. Bill. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about if Scuttlebutt and him became anything more while she's in this form. It's Yeah. But the, the other thing was, just to point out, I love how Scuttlebutt's like, ship design went from this massive space-faring spaceship thing to now like a lava-floating battleship. She's versatile. <laughs> Scuttlebutt it, is versatile. Yeah. And, it, and it, it matches the tone of the book like so well. 
it's just, <laughs> I, I loved it. I, I love this book so much. Awesome. And, and again, I just, I'm going to bring it up again. It just reminds me of the doctor's wife episode. From yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, d- did you wish really hard? <laughs> and, and again, this goes back to your whole philosophical kind of point of view and yeah. all that kind of stuff, because, you know, the TARDIS is a living thing. It's like been well mm-hmm. established that the, tar- the TARDIS is alive. You know, at, at what level of like consciousness and is Scuttlebutt as an AI at and are they living creatures? And is this like a bicentennial man kind of story-ish thing? <laughs> she does bring up that she's become more aware yeah. now that she's in Muspelheim. Yeah, and it's it's uh it, it's it's very it's a very good question along like you know um, moral positions and that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I mentioned bicentennial man. Um, just to, this is a, this is a long segue, so bear with me. <laughs> But Bicentennial Man was an Isaac Asimov story, uh, the Positronic <laughs> Man, who also wrote uh, Foundation, which Saladin Ahmed has written for, which is a uh, uh, a premiering this this year. So there's a there's a nice uh, nice segue for you. <laughs> yes, oh, but I I do love Daniel Warren Johnson art and God, his I writing. Want him on an Inhumans book so bad, please. Yeah, it's it's this blend of frenetic action interspersed with all these quieter moments between Scuttlebutt and Bill. Yes. The ping pong champions of space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The fact that she was like, Oh, I've seen you I've yeah. seen you play a lot. I can do this. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. What a fierce battle it was. It was. And she never who won? Did she win or did he? I was it was a draw. It was obviously oh. a draw, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, did she give the best presents. Yeah, she does. Polycarbonate steel, mini power thrust action, and Bill's eyes are uh, like just, oh, latching alternate blade attachments. <laughs> it's everything he wanted in a weapon. His eyes, yeah, so good. Although, guys, I know it's comics. I can't help asking myself, uh, what the hell is a polycarbon nanite steel when it's at home? I'm sorry, guys. It's it's the engineer in me. <laughs> I can't help thinking it. <laughs> What's adamantium, Adam? It's comics. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's very true. Vibranium and all that kind of stuff as well. <laughs> and, and speaking of happiness, it, Scourge is so, so happy. He gets all the guns. All the guns. <laughs> he gets all the guns and big red shiny buttons. And yes. Uh, speaking of Adam having to look stuff up. Oh, he had to introduce him to the big red shiny button from Ren and Stimpy. Uh, I was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy as a child. Oh my god! The, the beautiful, remember a button. The beautiful shiny button, the jolly candy-like button. But yeah, you, you have to. I will. I will send you the video. Space Madness was the best episode of Ren and Stimpy ever. Yeah, I, I, I had to. I had to look up uh, when Ren and Stimpy ended because obviously I've heard of it, but. Uh, it actually ended when I was three years old. That was when the last episode of Ren and Stimpy aired. Um, however, I did grow up on Dexter's lab, so I did get all <laughs> in my head. My references were from that and Dee Dee saying, "What does this button do?" So, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> have you experienced Invader Zim? Uh, oh my god! I, again, it's one of those ones I heard of, but I didn't watch. Oh, Adam needs to watch Invader Zim. It's hysterical. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff that like in, it, like I, I basically grew up on like Dexter's Lab, Ed, Ed, and Eddie and what else did I have? 
Uh, I thought Invader Zim was around that time. Yeah, it had to have been. Probably was, but... You just missed out on it. Oh, my God. The one with the evil babies. (laughs) I get to play with the baby. Hi, baby. (laughs) Fucking girl. Oh, God. I know I know you guys said you like you know the the older nerds and I'm like I'm like guys you're not you're not that old come on but you do make me feel so friggin young so. I'm a 2001 Invader Zim I'm... came out in 2001 I'm a geriatric was... millennial oh <laughs> and, I, Gen and, X. And, and somehow I am like like one of the younger millennials as well so <laughs> make of that what you will Oh, I'm a geriatric millennial. <laughs> oh, I'll buy you but, in the frame. You know they blame us for avocado toast, but you know what? It was the boomers who invented avocado freaking pie. So you know what? What? A- 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 what? What? Avocado pie. Ooh. Apparently, it's, apparently it's very good. <laughs> I mean, I love avocados, but no, no, just make a key like, lime it- pie. Just, just make a key lime pie. Yeah, that's horrifying. That, that's that is must be so expensive to make. <laughs> but, you know, well, if if they were <laughs> only two, only two avocados for an avocado pie. Why? I was about to say if they were if they were spending you know saving that money instead of spending it on avocados and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, back to back to the comic. <laughs> I my I when when I was when I was making sort of uh, my notes for this one, there was just one single panel that stood out, which was just Scourge going, <laughs> "It's so beautiful," like With because the tears down his yeah, tears. it's it's the artwork in this is just you know you said it a second ago you know the the kind of the frenetic action and then you just have these moments of um just like just in, with pure emotion, <laughs> and it's like it's ah oh, yeah. Good Daniel comics, Warren Johnson. Guys. It's good comics. Oh, uh, they absolutely. I hope Marvel keeps him around for a long time. Me too. I, I yeah. I, I, I'm, I already said it once. I'm saying again. Please put him on an Inhumans book. We desperately need him on an Inhumans book. And on, on, on a fun Inhumans book yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Like we we really need a fun Inhumans book. Yeah. You know, I know all new Inhumans was really good, but we just need like a really non-serious kind of like. Something like this is not totally serious. It's it's just fun around space. Yes, with Swain, the, the, Swain and yeah. the ship. But the other question I have was, uh, what on earth was the thing at the end of the issue? I mean, I think it's new. Some... It's it's just a random monster. Yeah, I, I, I wondered if it, it's it's so. I, I assume it's something that's guarding the sword. Yeah. Okay. But I, I was just wondering if there was like something from Muspelheim. I have no idea about. <laughs> Could be. I I don't recognize it from anything I've read. It looks like it was, I think the picture is just a little like a... red glowy dot. Anyway, we didn't really oh, there, see. There's there's like tendrils and stuff. Oh okay. Yeah, I mean, at, at first it kind of made me wonder whether it was like something like um, uh, like man thing or something like that. But then I was like, no, it can't be because it's it's just one big glowy dot. So <laughs> instead of two, it's got like right. crab claws. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be like the comics version of that lobster from uh, uh, Moana. Oh, God. Glitter crab. The Jermaine Clement. The Jermaine Clement guy. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Moana a grand total of two times. Um, 
because it's always on at Christmas time. And the only reason I remember that crab crab thing was because a couple of Christmases ago, I got extremely drunk and I got extremely hungover. And uh, I just remember him and thinking, I'm going to be sick <laughs> watching this massive great crab thing. <laughs> he's very glittery and shiny. He's glittery, okay, but he's, he's a David Bowie crab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the important question is, does Scuttlebutt make it through okay? Because she definitely didn't seem okay. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, I think she's okay. She'll be okay. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a story about Bayerie Bill and Scuttlebutt in the end. And how he's good as he is. Yeah, yeah. And how, how he shouldn't be so vain. Although, you know, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of the point of the story. So... <laughs> But uh, what what was your rating for it? Oh, this one's got to be a five out of five. Lockjaws. <laughs> I totally agree. Just for that one, that one panel. So it's good. It's perfect comics. It's fun and action it, and all the emotional beats. It's good. Five out of five. Yeah, it, it's it's got that. Like I said before, it's got that kind of like serious quality, but it's also just a super fun book. So <laughs> five out of five. Lockjaws. And may may it continue, you know. Uh, maybe it's one of those books that maybe continues after that, but it probably won't. But um... yeah, it, it was supposed to be a mini series, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you know, he wants, it, unless the sales are good and they ask him to do more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He's got a lot but, of letters uh, in his letters page. He does. <laughs> yes. I think they underestimated the love for Beta Ray Bill. I think you are correct in that. I think we said it kind of like either issue one or issue two, but the fact that they had a, a letters page at issue two just was unbelievable because usually issue two goes to print before issue one's even out. So, uh, they must have held it back just to get a load of letters in. <laughs> so good. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to sort of issue four and then and then issue five. It's just a five issue series, isn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, which is, you know, great that we're getting five issues, but also, oh, we're only getting five issues. <laughs> But anyway, should we should we move on to um, <laughs> we only find them when they're dead? Let's do that. <laughs> okay, so the next book is uh, we only find them when they're dead, issue six, written by Al Ewing. The arts was done by Simone De Mayo, color assist by Maria Sara Miotti. Cover was Simone De Mayo. Very covers were by uh, Tony Infante, Bengalum, Mike Del Mundo, Simone De Mayo. There's a lot of Mike Del Mundo this uh, this week. I'm very happy about that. Did he do it with Bengal? Like the two of them collaborated? Uh, yeah, because it was um, the the actual yeah variant cover was suggested. It was done by Bengal and Mike Delmundo. Uh, the other cool. two were mentioned separately. Uh, the logo was Scott Newman. Designer was Grace Park. Assistant editor was Gwen Waller and Ramiro Portnoy. And editor was Eric Harburn. Now I know it's been six entire months since issue five came out, more or less. It came <sighs> so out long. in. So... Yeah, it came out on uh, January the 27th. So I feel like a little recap. <laughs> I think that's that's good because I forget. So I, I went back and reread the entire first five issues, which was, you know, really good fun. It's really good to see it in a, a really cool volume as well, uh, which I think you got, Lynn. What was you mentioned it last episode? Mm-hmm. But yeah, to recap, we had uh, George Malik in the year 2367, his crew of Ella Hauer. Uh, Jason Hauer and Alice Worth. There was a backstory with Paula Richter uh, where George's parents and brother all died in a collision between ships. It was their ship and Paula's ship. A, a bit of a 
crappy backstory where George is pointed out to be an absolute asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But the the first five issues ended on a real kind of enigmatic note with George suggested to have landed in the literal lap of the gods. So diving into issue six, I mean, what can I say? It starts in the year 2414, which if you do the quick maths is 47 years after the first arc with... uh, the big god that now has the face of George Malik, and we have a bunch of new assholes to follow around space. Hey! <laughs> so this book introduces uh, Marlin Chen, who, as far as I can see, is a, a, basically a space capitalist. And um, you have to make sure that you put space on the front of everything to make sure everybody knows that they're in space. So that's why she's yeah. a space capitalist. Yeah. Understandable, yeah. <laughs> So she's traveling to the location called the Sagan Beacon, uh, which is a cool reference to Carl Sagan. Uh, And this is kind of like one of our first glimpses to one of Al's favorite things, a cult. So many cults. So many cults. If you've read both uh, his Guardians of the Galaxy and Empire run, he he just seems to love a cult. Um, (laughs) It's uh, it's it's very good, and I kind of I kind of like that it's similar themes in all of his books. Um, but uh, us using that rating system of slabs of god meat for this book seems to have been pretty appropriate, <laughs> because people actually ate it and uh, rated it highly. Apparently, from the flash uh, from the flashback sequence, uh... it's very nutty. <laughs> yeah. Although although she does kind of like try and atone for her sins, apparently a bit later in the book, but. Uh... Yeah, oh, pretends to. Pretends to, yeah. Um, and, and the end of this issue as well gave me super Guardians of the Galaxy vibes as well. Because obviously with these gods, they're kind of like huge big beings in the middle of space that are dead. Um, and there was a huge big like entire colony being built around and thankfully not inside uh, Malik's god body. Um, and this also seemed to be inhabited by more of the... R- rather than a cult, <laughs> let's call it a religious or political movement, shall we? Because uh, <laughs> right? it was it was named as Malachism, so maybe less of a cult and more of a more of a way of life. Um, but uh, do, do any of you guys have any ideas on how the the supposed gods come into being? Because absolutely I'm almost... none. <laughs> no. So I, I'm almost wondering whether it's like a. Um, a religious or chosen one kind of story, you know, Messiah thing. Although I think it's way too early to tell yet. I wouldn't choose Georges for anything. He he's an ass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. almost wonder if it's uh, you're passing into another dimension and being changed by it. That that would be a better, more kind of like sci-fi, uh, sci-fi thing. You know, sci-fi concept. I like that. Especially since they're kind of transparent. Yeah, and they they can only they only seem to exist in let's call it our universe as a dead body, yeah. um, with you know whether whether it's a little bit of life left, but yeah, he he was an asshole. So, <laughs> <laughs> rereading that first volume, it's like no, everybody sucks here. <laughs> yeah, am I the asshole? Yes, you are. <laughs> Which makes it all the more interesting when the next character shows up. Yes. So we have the final scene uh, where Jason Hauer appears. He was the engineer uh, from the, the first uh, first arc. Yep. And I, I find it kind of weird that he's a part of this order, let's say, that are worshipping Malik's body. Especially seeing as he's one of like the few people that 
know he was just a man and like having met him and had a relationship with him it's it's a bit it's a bit weird <laughs> i would assume he does not partake of the god stakes <laughs> maybe the god stakes brainwash you that i mean that would be that would be interesting if they did um although although yeah but uh sorry let me is that cannibalism I, I i don't think so because the gods are a different kind of level of being i don't are I don't they are, well are they yeah that is the question <laughs> you know, it's your yeah. are they partake like it... <laughs> oh god no come on guys <laughs> let's not go down this road i mean <laughs> that's grim but it's oh. not happening <laughs> but it's all you oh no <laughs> i hadn't thought of that <laughs> this oh you oh, gotta no. consider it, Adam. You gotta consider it. I. Well, the thing is, they didn't touch George's body, so he's he's the only one they didn't touch. Maybe it's for that very reason. But uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's 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 not nice. <laughs> anyway, I'm yeah. Not so necessarily wrong. <laughs> no, I, that's that's the thing. You're, you're not. I think yeah. That's that's an interesting observation. <laughs> but anyway, the reason why. Marlin Chen went to um, this part of the region of space uh, to to Malik's body was because she wants to steal it, which, which is which is odd in itself. <laughs> it's going to be quite the heist. Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, a bit more interesting than um, <laughs> I was about to say the Infinity Stones heist in in Endgame because <laughs> yeah, they're, they're trying to steal this god body. That's it's it's. it's yeah, it it baffles me. It's um, especially yeah. it, uh, well. What am I trying to say? <laughs> I've been thrown right off now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an old one. I, I'm really looking forward to where this book is going. Simone de Mayo does a, a, an amazing job on this book. Everything is just so beautiful, and it's so well drawn. If this book does not get an Eisner for this year, uh, for this for this art. Then I demand a recount. He's, he's he does such a good job. And when he was on like Champions, we we said it with Champions. He does such a good job of just really fitting in with the uh, environment that he's trying to draw. And yeah, so so pleased that they're back. The other thing that I was going to mention was the fact that Boom releases books. They seem to be releasing books in like seasons, uh, which I really enjoy, enjoy as well. I, I quite like the fact that you have a bit of a break to just to regenerate that hype and re kind of just get everything back together and just kind of put all the promo material out there boom's boom's been on fire lately they've got a lot of good books out i mean i've been hearing i know it's gonna you're gonna laugh at me but i've been hearing really good things about their power rangers like Uh, yeah like i just was it power power rangers apparently has been very good uh uh, something's killing the children i'm just trying to think what else is boom now it's it's something something department of truth boom or is that image Uh, that's image but I mean, still, like the the independent comic book uh, people are putting out really, really great stuff right now. Yeah. You know, I think Boom's also got Firefly. It's got Buffy. It's got um, all of the Whedonverse stuff. Uh, and all that's been very good. Like, it's it's really kept, like, the spirit of the original shows. Yeah. It, it's just, I think it's really exciting time to be uh, to be collecting Boom books. Yes, I agree with that. But yeah, this this, this issue... I gave it five out of five slabs of tasty, delicious god meat or, or tasty, nutty, delicious god meat. <laughs> Although 
I, I'm kind of re 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 uh, reassessing that <laughs> after that cannibalism comment because <laughs> that's that's really made me think now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam, but it it's true. It's, yeah, yeah, and 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 I can't recall. Does Jason still recognize Malik or no? He has to. Okay. Yeah, has to. Yeah, because you got the you got Malikism, and it's just brainwashing going on no there's no brainwashing he knows exactly what's going on because they pointed out you know they they, they're like okay now everybody's gone this is weird right yeah and you know they're yeah Yeah. i i'm i i kind of really want to see where this is going because it's just it's just such a strange it's like it's one of those books that's got a real kind of like almost like an air of mystery about it and i'm just like i'm so here for that the the only kind of comment i have got is that obviously al ewing isn't known for his kind of like quick storytelling he he, he likes to spread things over several arcs and that kind of stuff he um, can be fast though because his like first arc of of ultimates was like two issues true yeah but with this though he's he's really really trying to tell that story and kind of like trying to weave that you know those threads together so i just really hope that people stick with this book because it is such a good book <laughs> I think um, I think the blessing in disguise is that um, with the creator-owned companies, they're more likely to let you keep going. They don't have they don't expect sales figures like to be as huge as what the big two are. So I think you're more likely to get the full story out of this than you would if it was in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they because obviously their uh, margins are different. They're costs are different and you know uh, their their book their sales figures are obviously could be different if you look at like comicron and that kind of stuff you you'll see that you know with with boom especially i think they're on such small margins that actually they only need to sell like ten thousand books to really make uh make their money back but yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to this <laughs> as you can tell i, I feel yeah. like this really has become a, an al ewing fan show or some kind of uh, well, to some Ewing degree hasn't really let us down yet so i mean no that's yeah that's the thing like he's, uh, he's he's i'm glad he's at marvel um i don't know if marvel's made him exclusive though which if they haven't i feel like they need to get on that um uh, no he is because he's in charge of cosmic so he's got to be exclusive mostly I, I i don't think he is if he's right in this yeah. one as well well, unless he was already had this in the works in the contract for it, and then they they said, okay, now you can't add any other things, but we'll let you finish this one out. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what the case is, but obviously with um, like with Guardians is so good, uh, really enjoying that. And what else is he on Sword? Haven't read that yet. <laughs> I need I've to. Heard it's very good. And he's uh, and he's going on to Cable as well, so I'm I'm and, really looking forward to that and too. Venom. And Venom, yeah, that got announced this week, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I I was right about that though. Kate's going to Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm I'm quite looking forward to that. I might might grab um, I don't know whether I'm going to grab Kate's Hulk. I might just do the same as what I did with uh, Al Ewing and just grab it in trade when it comes out. But you know, it's all change at Marvel. It's one of those periods where things go to different people. But also, it's a it's interesting because Kate's and Al Ewing seem to swap books quite often. <laughs> Like, this is like the third or fourth time this has happened. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, now I'll get a chance to destroy all of Donnie's stories. 
<laughs> yeah, but what's Donnie going to do to what all the work that, that, oh my Kate, God. that Al I, Ewing put into Hulk? I mean, Al Ewing is nothing short of like that is like a it's seminal, his baby. It's 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 that, a work of genius. It's a seminal Hulk run. That's like going to go down in history as the greatest Hulk run of all time. Like yeah, yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. I think the fact that it, it did spread into different books as well, like you had the, you know, the She-Hulk book that then touched on it back in Empire, and then God, had, I would know... love Al to write a She-Hulk solo. <laughs> I, I I did really enjoy the fact that it did just like it linked up all of these you know gamma radiated characters and that kind of stuff, and you know I've only read the first two volumes, so <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to to what he wants to do on on Venom as well, because I mean Venom has had a, a really good time. Um, he's kind of had a bit of a research. He's had a re- resurgence in popularity, and I've really enjoyed that as well. So, <clears throat> yes, yeah, um, it's it's uh, it's 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 a good time to be a Marvel fan, <laughs> yet again, or a good time to be an Al Ewing fan. Both, because I feel like Marvel's <laughs> doing really great right now. It's turning out some really great stuff right now, just across the board. So, yeah, yeah, definitely can't go wrong with it. I think that's everything. What's everyone reading? Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on this one again. <laughs> I think I think Lynn had enough of me last episode. <laughs> I was in my green town for last episode, so. Oh, well, let's see. I picked up uh, Charles Soule's War of the Bounty Hunters, issue number one. Oh, that's, is that his new Star Wars comic? Yeah, it is. It was excellent. So I'm going to keep getting that. Yeah, he's he's like seems to be firmly in Star Wars land. Oh yeah, now I'm gonna have to go back and get a whole bunch of Charles Soule Star Wars comics. Apparently, his Darth Vader run was very good. Yes, that's what I've heard. Yeah, and then I know Adam keeps bringing it up. <laughs> I finally Ooh, yeah. have a copy of Stephen Fry's Mythos. I was putting it off because I've been reading reading Greek mythology stuff since I was a wee little thing. I'm like, okay, I don't need another one, but it's excellent. It really is. It yeah. really, really is. And, you know, it gets more into the Titans than most mythology, you know, Greek mythology books do. Yeah. Which was really refreshing. Yeah. You're like, I'm on page 50 and they're still talking about the Titans. That's the thing. That's what I, I really loved about it. It kind of goes through like the Greek version of creation and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it goes from, was it the Titanomachy? Um, yeah. And, and, it was actually the probably one of the first Greek mythology books I'd read outside, you know, what you kind of learn in school and that sort of stuff. So I was very happy with it. I didn't realize that it sort of missed out a lot of the other stuff. Um, although I got given a book at Christmas, which, yeah, it just completely swept by that. But it was a book based on Zeus. So Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, and there are some Titans and now they're gone. And here's the myths when there was all this stuff that happened before. Yeah. So if if you if you do like it. Um, there is a couple more books in that series that he's written, which is uh, Heroes and I saw Freud. that. Yep. So I haven't read either of them yet. Um, I, I really want to pick them up on audiobook because uh, Stephen Fry narrates them. And something about Stephen Fry just makes me really interested in, in stuff. Uh, and he has a sense of humor about it too. So it's yeah. a fun read. It's like Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology. Yeah. That's, a, that's another book I'm yet to I've, I've bought oh, I've yet to read. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I have to I have to read that one too. It, it's it, I I mean I I 
grew up like at school and stuff like i said we we in uk primary school you do tend to go through like myths and legends um, Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff when you're really young and it really intrigued me then like norse mythology i loved uh greek mythology um all the like the egyptian mythology and that kind of stuff you know with with your horus and all that sort of stuff loved all of it uh, and and i never expanded on that as i got older it wasn't until a couple of years ago that uh actually it was my mum that picked up mythos and uh, i thought oh I'll, I'll listen to that and I'm, I'm sort of back into it i need to get some more books on it i will uh, have to pick it up one of these days i have so many <laughs> books that i need to add to my pile i'm not reading anything at the moment um although i did uh get myself a marvel united uh board game set <laughs> because yep. everyone was talking about the x-men one and i was like all right i'll get it because it does look kind of fun now so I, I have, have now. to i have to say so i backed the marvel x-men i uh, backed it too kickstarter. so i could get the marvel united kickstarter <laughs> that was my present to myself yeah i i i, I went just a little teeny bit overboard on that one <laughs> did you get all of it adam just just yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, it was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I have to say. I, I feel, like, a little upset that they didn't make the Fantastic Four their own season. Because then we could have gotten Inhumans as expansions. That would have been good. Yeah. You could have made a whole season out of the Fantastic Four with with all the cosmic stuff. Yeah, but then, it didn't, then again, don't forget, you can still... They, yeah. they will still make... Uh, the add-ons for this set they can still do the kickstarters for more add-ons that's true so but but yeah i I do agree with that i I would like a royal and humans expansion that's all (laughs) i'm saying i think we all would (laughs) yeah right because you could get your maximus as a villain and maybe ronin as an anti-hero and you could have the royal family as your heroes with lockjaw and yeah but I mean, I I also bought because this this was the this was one that sort of Lynn managed to get shipped over to me directly, um, and yeah, the the minis in them are really really good. They're really good quality for for a board game. You know, I I I I don't get many board games, so I don't know if that's just me giving them a disservice or not. But yeah, the minis are really good. That's but... what I heard. Well, you like to paint minis, don't you? Uh, I do, uh, but I I mostly got back into it because I got Marvel Crisis Protocol. Is which I still good? need to. I, heard I still need good. to. I, I still need to play it. The minis in that are really good as well. I don't think they're quite to the same quality as uh, Marvel United, but you know, is what it is. So, what set did you get that Lynn sent you over? That was the Marvel United uh, base game. Ah, okay. Because it's because yeah. the, the the base game isn't included in the X Men um, right. Kickstarter. Does yours have the Wasp or the Venom in it? Uh, Wasp and Ant Man. Yeah, that's what mine came with too. Because apparently. Um... All the other ones, uh, I got mine on sale, but all the other, and I, I wanted specifically the Wasp because there is a, there is a base game out there that comes with Venom on it. Nice. Ant-Man yeah. and Venom instead of, you get Venom instead of Wasp. And I was like, I don't want Venom. I want, I want Wasp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 to be fair, I wanted Wasp as well because um, on the base, they've got like tiny little, they've got like a little dice on there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's quite, it's quite clever. I like the way they were done. And Ant-Man's on a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I think they put a lot of thought into it. I don't know. It seemed pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. Um, I was going to say, ne- neither have I, because I got it for the minis rather than I did the <laughs> that's game. That's exactly what I did. So- <laughs> and the only reason 
I went into the X-Men one was so I could get all the minis for the other one. Because I was like, oh, I want She-Hulk and Mockingbird. And these, yeah. I could buy the minis just separately. But I'm like, but then I could just get all the expansion games. And I actually would eventually probably maybe play them. Yeah. And also maybe have a new hobby of learning how to paint minis. Although I probably uh, wouldn't do that just yet. Oh, it's good. It's, it's good fun. It's good fun. It's just it's just expensive. It is. Paint is expensive. I've been banned but... from painting minis due to my perfectionism. I totally understand that. Yeah, <laughs> I could see you painting a mini and then the next day going, I hate it, and like getting all the paint off and doing it over again. Y- yeah, that's, it, that's... It, it, it's a quarter of a millimeter off. It's it's a quarter of a millimeter off. Burn it. So th- that's basically how I feel about everything that I've painted. <laughs> However, I'm just kind of like, you don't need to look at it again. Just put it in this little box. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's one of those things, though, isn't it? It's, it's kind of like if you get better at it, then you become a bit more, um, what's the word? I, I think it's just setting your own expectations. And it's kind of, it, it takes a lot of strong will <laughs> to... <laughs> To get to a point where your expectations are a bit sort of uh, a bit lower, maybe than what you, they currently are. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I, I I definitely feel that way about stuff I painted, and I'm just kind of like just either get rid of it or it it tends to be for other people. So it's it's. <laughs> See, that makes <laughs> like it even the, worse for me. Well, so with with the the spider spider woman pop that I I painted uh, this time last year. Um, I got to the point where I was kind of like, okay, I've, I've stripped all the paint back. I'm going to start repainting it. And then I started repainting it. I was like, no, I hate it. And then I literally paint stripped everything again. <laughs> but Ooh. yeah, it was, uh, you just get, get acetone free nail varnish remover. That's your, that's your friend. Good if to you... know. <laughs> but uh, there was something I was going to mention. Sorry, I'm kind of rambling now, but there's one that I was going to mention on the Marvel United, uh, X-Men Kickstarter, which was... I was very surprised at how uh, good the shipping was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I so uh, they've just got, uh, gone on to pledge it now, and I've just paid for my shipping. Uh, VAT was insane um, because it now gets charged alongside the shipping for, for the EU and the UK. I don't know what it's like for the US, but for EU and UK, you have to pay VAT separately. But the shipping was like $40, and I, I got everything on that Kickstarter. <laughs> so there's like 20 boxes there. So to have like twenty boxes at two dollars a piece shipped to me is is fantastic. Did you go into the and you going into the ultimate bundle pledge too? Um, th- there was three. The classic ultimate <laughs> there, or whatever that there was, was the optional buy. Yeah, so there was the ultimate, the optional one, and then I did the um, the uh, not the apocalypse set. The one is the other one is the what the one updated from that one, and Ooh. then I also got the X Men playmat because. If you're spending like three hundred dollars on all the other stuff, you might as well spend the extra thirty five dollars for a mat. I've heard the play mat actually really helps organize the gameplay because of how the cards are. So people are saying, you know, the play mat out of all the extra stuff you could get, the play mat is actually sort of necessary if you're disorganized. Yeah, like me. Yeah, or me. And then Lynn's over there, like perfectionist. Everything set out well. <laughs> Get the ruler. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One millimeter, two millimeter, three millimeter. 
<laughs> but no, I, I, in terms of reading, let's go back to reading. Uh, yeah. Lynn is, Lynn is definitely going to be bored of me saying this, but I, I recently got into Big Finish, uh, which is the audio dramas from uh, Doctor Who, or they produce Doctor Who audio dramas, I should say. And I've been listening to a lot of those. And uh, I just got up to ones with John Hurt as the war, as the war doctor. Um, he was in the Day of the Doctor mm-hmm. special. And it's just, it's so good. I, you I was... said John Hurt and I thought of William Hurt. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, John Hurt's in it and he's he's, um, he's so good. Like the fact that Big Finish managed to grab him for a series of like 12 episodes it's just it's just so good and he's such a fine actor um and um obviously the the most recent ones were kind of released posthumously but he's he was so good in them like i just i really wish they'd done like a, a special tv series with him in or something like that because he just does such a grand job um but yeah other, other, other than that i've been reading black widow by uh edmondson and noto that's a good run that's the run that got me into comics <laughs> Because it's the art, it's the art on it. I think I'm reading it for gorgeous book. Yeah, yeah, that's what sucked me in. I was like, "What is this beautiful book? I must, I must have it for myself." <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. So it's all Phil Noto's fault that I spent money on all these comic books. <laughs> I will forever blame him. I'm not really angry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've, I've, you know, don't read too much Black Widow. But this one, this one's really good. Although I've, I've actually, I say I don't read too much Black Widow. I've basically got every run since about 2014. So, <laughs> have you read the Wade Insomni run? Um, I have it. I remember reading it at some point, but <laughs> it's, it it's... has one of the best action scenes that, in all comics. That the opening scene, the opening issue, yeah. is basically one action comic, and you can kind of see that they took elements from that in the Black Widow movie trailers. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I did. I did wonder if there was some stuff taken from the Noto and Edmondson run as I, well. I don't know about that one, but in the in the trailers for the for the movie, you can definitely see the Somni Wade influence there a little bit from that first issue. So good. That was actually pitched. The Somni Wade was actually pitched by Somni. He wanted to do the book, and Wade um, just kind of let him do it all, and then polished up the script because Somni apparently it doesn't script very well but um he basically told wade what he wanted to say and Wade did the dialogue i was gonna say when you can draw the way he does i think you can forgive mm-hmm. a little bit of help on the uh on the scripting yeah no but i mean just that that book was somni's baby wade yeah, was just kind of yeah. along for the ride yeah and no, i I'm, I'm gonna read that one next i think i'm just gonna go through uh all of those uh i've, I've been reading a lot, a lot of other comic books um yeah that's pretty much it from me but I've just I've just been buying stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've been doing that too. I I, I bought I bought The Martian yesterday, so yeah, and I was oh, just like the, the book. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I've I've heard it's very good, and I'm just like you know, I'll get it. It was eight ninety nine in Waterstones. I was like, that's 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 all right. I'll get that. Um, and I, I read like the first page or so, and it gives you a really good idea for feel for the book, and I think it's uh. It's definitely one I'm gonna and I give give a go. Um, I haven't read any book books lately, but uh, I will say on the verge of comics, um, the Silk Run has been really solid, so I would recommend that. That's by good. Maureen Goo, and the artwork has been really great too. So I would highly recommend mm-hmm. Silk if you haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're gonna read any of the Hellfire Gala epi- issues, 
Hellions. <laughs> oh my god. Hellions has been Hellions a standout. Is my favorite X title right now. Who's writing that one? Uh that's Zeb Wells, yeah. I think, still. Yeah. Oh, it's hysterical. I like I I I I read up to Ten of Swords and I got a little bit burnt out, but then I think it was because I'd read so many books in like a week. I think I got through everything from the start of House and Powers of X up to Ten of Swords, and then you know the big sword introduction and stuff. Was it info dump, Adam? It was. It was. I, I think. I think that's probably what it was. So, uh, but Hellions was just perfect. Um, I don't know what those those panels I sent you. Uh, Lynn, that were floating around the internet with Emma Frost and Steve yeah. Rogers. I don't remember what book those were from, but that was hysterical. I don't care. I'm not reading the books, but those panels, I didn't even need context for them. It was just funny. I don't, I don't think anyone needs context for Emma Frost, do they? No. no. Well, <laughs> she was she was sitting there, and you had the scene between Steve Rogers and what I'm assuming is a Doom bot, because Doom's in space. And um, some guy is like, I don't know who it was. He's like, oh man, they're going to throw hands. And another guy's like, oh no, I think we're about to see some elder abuse. (laughs) And then Emma Emma comes and intervenes and her and Steve have this like moment. And Emma's like, hey, there was a real connection. And then she pauses and she goes, oh my God, I remind Steve of his mother. And she was born at the turn of the century. (laughs) Did it completely to herself. And it was just really funny. That would, that would definitely upset Amber Frost. Like that's. It was really funny. You know, nothing beats Nanny going after Sinister with a broken bottle. Um, Oh, God. That is funny. That was funny. Jeez. Yeah, I I need to... You know, the really annoying thing is I'd never never heard of Nanny before Hellions. Oh, no. Like, there is a massive gap in my X-Men knowledge, obviously, (laughs) because I was like, who is this weird robot thing? I didn't know. But yeah, Hellions, Hellions is definitely stand out. Um I'm I'm going to get back to it I think. I'm going to go and go and download all the latest um latest uh, books and put them on my iPad and then read them. <laughs> As one should. So uh yeah, if you want to get into contact with us, uh send us a tweet or email or whatever our, our Twitter handle is at uh, @atalanrising1. Our email address is the show at atalanrising.com. Uh, feel free to send us suggestions of things to review or comments on the show or anything like that. We read them all and look forward to you listening to the next episode. So thank you for listening and catch you later.